The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Simon Tierney is with me because it is World Radio Day today. And Simon's here to cast minds and ears back to January 1st, 1926, when this went out on the airwaves. Now that was Douglas Hyde, who was not president yet, but was to become president. The first broadcast on Irish radio, a station that became known as RTE eventually. It wasn't at the time. So, Simon... What was happening? January 1st, 1926. Bring me back. Yeah, so that was Douglas Hyde. He would obviously become president. I think it was it was about 14 years after the Free State was founded that we got a president after the 37 Constitution. So he would become president, but he was very obviously well regarded for his, you know, the Gaelic League and all the rest. So he gave the first speech. This was to our end which was the call sign of Ireland's first radio station. Where did that name come from? To RN. Um, so the signature tune for this radio station was um, a song called Come Back to Erin. Uh, so the last three syllables of the title of that song are To Erin. So it was given that phonetic call sign. That's what they came that. up with. Yeah. To RN. Yeah. It doesn't symbolic mean of like... To Erin. Radio Newact or anything like that, you know. Um, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, it was broadcast up not too far from where we are here in Marconi House, f- near Henry Street, Denmark Street, where the ILAC Centre is today. There okay. was a little studio there. Um, they didn't have any of this wonderful soundproofing that you're surrounded by here, Kieran. The studio was... Uh, it, the only soundproofing was the curtains. Um, it was very rudimentary material. The... Um, um, the director of broadcasting had uh, a paltry budget of 20 punts per day. Uh, actually, no, the punt hadn't come in yet. 20 uh, British pounds. pounds, I guess, <laughs> per day. So this was, I mean, the idea of setting up a radio station was controversial in the sense that, like, last year marked the centenary of the BBC. Yes. When John Reith and two other gentlemen came up with this idea for a public broadcasting system, which was really the first in the world. So it took another four years for us to come up with that idea. Of course, many people in, in Dublin could get the BBC um, if you were lucky enough to have a radio, which few people did. But the idea of setting up an, our own radio station was controversial in the sense that, on the one hand, some people feared that it would lead to further Anglicisation of the country. And of course, in the early, the nascent days of the Free State, it was all about trying to regain that sense of Gaelic national identity and you know people like Douglas Hyde coming mm. from the Gaelic League of course were very strong proponents of that in fact I was just on the Irish newspaper archive there and I was reading a review of that opening night oh wow okay uh, which is just extraordinary um, what it says and <laughs> this is a, a review in uh, I think it's in the the, the Kerry News but uh yeah, and um, it's saying that um, in rural areas, 
This radio, this wireless should help to brighten the lives of many whose time hangs heavy on their hands and who may be tempted to seek relaxation in ways not so pleasant or so harmless. Which is, it, give, it really gives you an insight into... The, the, the devil uh, uh, makes light work for idle hands or whatever exactly, the hell the saying yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, um, I don't know, vices like dancing and, and, and <laughs> drinking, uh, you know, that the radio might keep you from those things. And then another review that I read, Kieran is interesting because it talks about how um you know the content of Douglas Hyde's opening speech on that night on 2RN and he was obviously taking the bull by the horns and so, sort of using the the founding of the radio station as an opportunity to 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 have a rebuttal against those accusations that radio would be a force for anglicization and he talks about how um the time was coming when no young man who was ignorant of irish could call himself a gale or even an irishman um ireland would not be healthy until the evil of anglicization was cut out so that so that was the context the backdrop yeah uh to what was going on at the time. So what did people hear when they tuned in beyond Douglas Hyde? Well, what was going to keep this uh, terrible wall of Anglicas- Anglicas- blah, 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 blah. Anglicisation, yeah. Anglicisation at bay. Yeah. It, it's funny. It was really very much not a talk radio station. It was not the news talk of the 1920s. Okay. It was much more so, uh, you know, the Today FM uh, of that time. It was all about the music. It was about the popular music oh, yeah. hall songs. Who was the Dermot and Dave of 2RN. <laughs> Seamus Clandillon. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he was the first director of broadcasting <laughs> and very much a kind of omnipresent on air at that time. You know, I mean, this was a time when all music on the station was live. So um, there were literally music artists, singers, hanging around the station all day, often being begged to play by Seamus because he couldn't afford to pay people to do it. Uh, when they finished a song, you would have five minutes of dead air as they took all the instruments out of the studio and brought the next act in. There was no problem with dead air. Like, you know, you and me have been They didn't even here. have a cash machine to, to They didn't, have, to, they to didn't go to the cash machine or to an ad break. There was no ads. But like, we, we, anyone who works in radio, we're all terrified about the prospect of dead air. Even if there's like three or four seconds where everyone's jumping around outside. Back in those days, five minutes, no bother. You hear like a table scraping across the floor no bother at all um, it was three hours of broadcasting it started at 7.30 every evening and it finished at 10.30 and as I say it was pretty much all music um, now the first uh, actual news bulletin came about three months later on the 24th of May 1926 that was the first time that they were able to agree with the news agencies what uh, a bulletin would sound like and it wasn't until th- until the 1930s that weather bulletins um, were brought in so it was really quite uh, rudimentary. I mean, even when it started, when you switched on your radio at 7.30 in the evening, all you would hear would be the tuning note, which mm. was kind of a... Mm, and then everyone at home who had a radio would use that to kind of fine-tune their radio so that they could hear what was happening. Do you want a little piece of useless information? Yes. My granddad uh, used to sound effects for radio dramas on 2RN. 
in that old radio studio. Wow. I've just got two texts from different members of my family in different parts Your of the country. Your grandfather? Yeah, he used to roll dried peas in boxes to sound like the sea and then make noises with the box with wooden boxes to sound like horses' hooves. And he got paid for it in cash but never told his mother so his mother would still give him pocket money. Then she heard his name read out at the end of a play on That's 2RN and he was caught. That was the, the kind of the, the Foley work of creating sound effects at that time. That's yeah, amazing. That's, that's, yeah. where I, that's where I got my love of radio yes, from. I've just yeah. decided right this second. Yeah. Simon Tierney, <laughs> thank you very much. That was absolutely great. It is World Radio Day today and that is why Simon was here uh, sharing with us uh, that little trip uh, down memory lane to 1926, January 1st, 1926. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.